Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by BetSperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive, Andy. We could talk a little football and not the kind that's been dominating my life but the kind that we get to watch on Sundays uh, and this is a great week it's been a while since I was really fired up for an NFL slate but I love both the board and the matchups this week are going to be fun to talk about there are like eight huge topics that I'm dying to get into even for games that I don't have an opinion on I just want your takes um, but before we get into this ma'am what a day <laughs> there, uh, yeah. Whew. a couple and, of and, days man and even just uh my mind and i have crippling adhd by yes the way. obviously <laughs> like i didn't even hear Who anything doesn't? you said yeah. anything i didn't listen to a word you said because you said you talked about some football and i got the i got the old monday night theme in my head i'm trying to remember what did hank williams jr do to get in trouble did he, he probably some racist shit some yeah. like offensive shit like he I had to, so. that was like before cancel like getting canceled was a thing too this was years ago yeah well so um, i don't remember i, I don't Dan man, so Dan I, I don't remember dan had yeah, boots on the ground there i think i right? don't want to be the guy who's like i miss him bring him back and then later he found out like oh andy oh. He's, he's he's in prison for a long time or something very but i do miss that song yeah that was very a, much was, uh very much a milkshake duck situation yeah yeah very racist you know? that that checks out he's a, so because carrie carrie has a great song but nothing nothing is better than are you ready for some football oh, like, yeah. that was that was the back in you know guys you younger younger ladies and gentlemen and i'll just assume there's like at least one lady that listened to this um we didn't have thursday night football back in our day Oh no! I mean, that was Monday, invented way late for us. Yeah, yeah, Monday night was the primetime game. That was it. You had Monday yeah. night football. That was a, it. Was a damn big important thing. ABC. Yeah. At one point, we had Dennis Miller as your uh, as as your color commentator. Oof, it was that was it was, It's been a whole weird thing, John. We love you for it. Deep Dive was his most listened to podcast on Spotify. All oh, right, John. Um, thank you mine, for coming and telling us that. Mine was some weird one that I don't know the name of, but it's basically just like ambient sound that I listen to sometimes when I'm writing. So, and I have that on a lot at work apparently. So mine was not the deep dive. My most listened to song I posted today was Axel F by Harold Faltermeyer, the main theme to Beverly Hills cop. <laughs> you just have that on loop in the background no my kid found out there was a song his name's actually found yeah. out there was a song and he just requests it like every time we're in the car apparently i've played it a lot like, oh my god shit look it's my most listened to song but um yeah i don't I, and actually oh my god. I, I hate i hate to i hate to like pass on soccer Mm-hmm. But I had a pretty good DM that somebody wanted to cover an actual football betting topic that yeah. I think we could be a little helpful on. Okay. So uh, 30 seconds on soccer. Yeah, uh, it was a day, man. Oof. It was a Don't, day. You're wasting it with oof. <laughs> I mean, I that, I had Poland to advance in that Calcutta that I'm in for huge stakes. And uh, the last 30 minutes of those two oh games. I, first the of all, whole, it was the, last the, the injustice that there are, there are no soccer gods or the soccer gods are dead um, because there, there was absolutely no excuse that 
I, I mean, you know, great goaltending in the first half. Guy was, you know, uh, Striznik, um, I believe you pronounce it, was standing on his head. Uh, Tech. Uh, he was incredible. Uh, the, the the stop, particularly on the Messi PK, was unbelievable because Messi, I thought, like he 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 had to get his handle. Oh, it was awesome. Um, but uh, they realistically should have lost four uh, zero. Yeah, they're Mexico, not good. Absolutely like, should have had a I'm third super goal. Super happy. I'm I'm happy you got Poland through because yeah. they're they played a lot worse. Than yeah, they Poland also coming through potentially scoops a bunch of side pots too. So like that was it. That was a huge, huge financial swing for me that Poland came through. Uh, and it was such a rush uh, watching the last 30 minutes of that game. I, I needed to calm down. So I went and I just watched the cocaine bear trailer about five times on loop to kind of Did cool, you, to kind of calm myself down. So um, and it worked. Anyone, it was, uh, anyone uh, who knows, <laughs> yeah. Anyone who, I mean, anyone who's active on the internet knows about cocaine bear, but. Somebody got into my mentions um, who owns the cocaine bear. Like the, the guys <laughs> who, yeah, the, the guys Amazing. down in Kentucky that have like the, the stuffed carcass of the cocaine bear. Yeah. Like those guys, somehow somebody, uh, we, you know, uh, that, somebody at the dynasty league product that we, uh, Betsperts has, I think Eric was the one who managed that account must know this guy. So uh, the guy who owns the cocaine bear, um, taxidermied to cocaine there. He's not with us anymore. He had a terrible drug problem, guys. <laughs> um, yeah. So, all right. All right. But on to, on to the question. <laughs> the tax, he has been. He has been taxidermied. That's correct. Um, so the, what the, was the, the soccer fo- question? The, no, this is a football question regarding betting American football. We're done oh. with soccer. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm very happy for Poland. We'll get back oh, at it tomorrow. Oh, 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 okay. I went 0 and 4 today, Drew. I don't want to talk soccer. Honestly. You are streaky, man. I, uh, <laughs> you were 4 0 the day before, were you? Yeah, you know what we're going to say? I'm uh, 4 and 4 these last two days. <laughs> so it, it is a game of runs, but somebody, and I, I, I believe this, uh, game this, char- this character had asked for this previously. He'd said he he wanted he wanted a take on this, and maybe I just ignored it because it was running so bad. But he he said, "Can you can you talk about special Wong teaser teaser segment?" That's all he wrote. I didn't write back. Special Wong teaser segment. So I don't know if he wants us to just go through all the spots this week that are in the Wong zone. I'm, mm. I'm assuming that's what he meant. But also, I've I've had several other people ask just about the Wong teasers and something that came up yesterday as I was talking to Jimmy was so the Wong teaser is based upon the fact that the market is pretty efficient yeah. and threes and sevens are very important. Now, anyone who's been betting these knows it's been kind of a rough year for that. Well, if I was and I, I went into that today, but yeah, so I want, I want your take on this. Yeah. And I haven't ever run this kind of uh you know, because there's so many weeks where there's only one or two, you don't get the biggest sample. And mm-hmm. then if you get fur enough back, we had a different two point rule. Honestly, if you go a few, a few years back, totals were different. The game was honestly different. I'm not sure if you could actually find signal is, but I do believe there's probably something to the market gets more efficient as the year goes by. And Wong teasers should in, in general, do better you know there's still variants there's still weird things can happen you know the eagles can pitch the ball back mm-hmm. and somebody can pick it up and that can kill a teaser for you not that mm-hmm. that was a, a long teaser but mm-hmm. an efficient if an if a line is efficient at plus two and a half at minus eight and a half if the market over 
you know, 10, 12 weeks agrees that that's where the spread should be. Mm-hmm. Those Wong teasers should do better than doing the same thing in weeks one, two, three, four, five, because the efficiency lends itself to give seven and three even more of a, you know, of a bump as far as where they should be, as far as being modal finishes. I, I just wanted yes. your, I just wanted you to nod your head and be like, yeah, you, of course. You're a million percent correct. If you break down Wong teaser leg performance by week, the worst performing weeks are always weeks one and two, always every season. Week three, sometimes this year it trickled into like week four or five where they just weren't performing well. I think we just had a little bit of a more chaotic year to start and just, and you know, look at the standings, think about who's doing, who did well, who did poorly. And I think that actually checks out. Like there was a lot of freaking surprise in terms of who was good and bad this year. And so the priors that the market had set for a lot of these teams were just were not strong. Um, and when you don't have strong priors, then, you know, you don't have, you know, you don't have strong ratings. For a team, then the likelihood that you're going to misprice a game is is higher, and variance becomes a bigger problem. And the the enemy of the teaser is variance. So um, <clears throat> that's why you don't tease totals. That's why, uh, in general, you don't tease college football. Uh, and you know, I think realistically, the um, the long teasers, re- you know, going back to like week six, they have been fire. Fire, yeah. fire, fire, fire. Now, one interesting kind of question I had for it ha- you. About, it has been. I've been playing. I've been playing. More I, have, I hadn't really thought well. like it was. I have, I have a specific account that I play them in because it's not easy to find 110s yeah. for um, longs anymore. Buck, but, Buckeye. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, so I know how they've been doing just because I dug a big hole early in the season. I was like, fuck, yeah. man. Uh, yeah, and, the, the and all of a sudden, it's green. I'm like, oh, okay, good. So I guess they've been doing well. And I dug into it a little more. And yeah, they've been doing quite well. Yeah. Nine, um, 90% yeah, of my, yeah, 90. So like 95% of my betting is at post up offshores. 1% yeah. of my betting is at legal <laughs> books when I go place futures or I'm in Vegas. And then, you know, like the other 4% is at credit books. I don't use credit books as, as much as most. I have a couple. I don't use them for that many things because it's it's usually not something I need. I have my offshores. I'm posted up. I like that better. But yeah, the, the Buckeye, obviously it's a Buckeye skin, so it's a credit book. And that's where I was able to get, uh, you know, a lot of my teasers down. It's that or sportsbook.ag and um, and Luke, Luke Taddeo is asking, where do you play minus 110 Wongs? There's a couple offshores that have had it. Um, it's hard to find anymore. Yeah. One is sportsbook.ag. For some reason, they're not taking new customers, which is a very bold business plan on their part. Uh, you cannot, you can, I've, I've had an account there for 15, 20 years. I've had one of my oldest accounts. I it's, they've paid out. I've taken payouts. I've, I've moved money in and out of that repeatedly over the last few years. Everything's fine on their back end. The the lines are fairly efficient and they give you minus one tin teasers. So I, I I don't think they're shutting down. They're just not taking new customers. So yeah. uh, Sam's pointing it out in the chat. Mostly it's gonna have to be paper paper heads. Like you're yeah. going to have to get a legal or an illegal sports book through somebody down at the country club at the you know, they, I almost said A&W. That's not what I meant. Um, VFW. VFW. I must, be, I sure. must be hungry for a Papa Burger. <laughs> the, the Elks Club, something like that. Buckeye, yep. Um, here's the thing, Lipscomb. So bet any sport has a Buckeye skin, but they charge minus 120 at it. <laughs> yeah. I, I've tried. I, I thought I thought I was getting away with one. 
Uh, so real quick, uh, and there's yeah, in the, one in the legal yeah. books. You're just not going to find it. There's one is the best. There's one uh, specific little subset of Wong's that has not performed well this year. And I want your opinion on this. And I don't even know if you know what I'm going to say, but it's the point. It's the plus two and a halfs, particularly for home teams. Yeah. For some reason, that has been like cold as ice. Uh, Which is funny out of the four subsets. Yeah, it's usually, that's it's usually historically the best that's or the, the best. Best. Yeah, 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 and it's not even one and two. One, one and a half and two have been super solid. Two and a half has been the kiss of death. And I wonder, is there a little bit of a shading of a home dog at three? Like they don't want to give you the home dog at three. They're going to shade it a little. That takes a little of that EV away. Is that possible, or am I? Is the market just too efficient? That's stupid no, to say. I think. I think. I don't think they're worried too much about that. There is some shading. You know, if something's going to be eight and a half, you know, what's the difference to a book between giving someone plus eight and a half and plus nine? Yeah, that's the five, old five dimes that, trick. That's the old trick five dimes yeah. shade. So. Yeah. Um, but in general, you don't think the, the like the market forces don't push a home three to two and a half just because of the value, how valuable three is? No. I mean, it, probably every instance is a little different. That probably happens sometimes, but in a generalization, I don't think so. Okay. No, and okay. Then it's funny. Usually, I I I don't break it down between two and a half, twos, one and a half, all that. I break it down between home favorite, home dog, road favorite, road dog, and usually the worst performance one is road favorite. It's uh, which is it's silly. Yeah. Like this price is but what it the, is. But that, but so far that this season for whatever reason, electric, like like not undefeated, but hitting at an absurdly high rate. Anyway, yeah. all right. If you don't know uh, what we're talking about, tease a uh, tease in eight and a, a <clears throat> excuse me, eight and a half, eight seven and a half. Those are the three to the good. Tease those down. A six point teaser. Six point teaser. Tease those across seven across three. One and a half, two, two and a half. Tease those up past plus three, plus seven. And that's that. And of course, totals, I, you know, totals used to be kind of the key of like, hey, the lower the total, the more valuable it is. Uh, I haven't seen that. I, it, theoretically, that's correct, right? The value of the points is even greater the lower the total is. Um, and in fact, Wong's in the preseason. Oh, my God. Yeah. The preseason Wong's so, were and, and impossibly good. But And that's where I yeah. do wonder about it. Yeah. Um, there is probably a small subset of college football games where you could be okay with it. Like the Minnesota, sure. you know, Minnesota, Iowa, maybe some of the armed forces games that end up in, if a total is below 35 and it's <laughs> even close to getting you across those numbers, it's probably at least, you know, it's not minus EV to tease that side. Never tease a total, please. Yeah. Those six points, you're just, I mean, you're basically starting out, well in the hole yeah. unless you unless you have some information or the weather well here's um, the other problem the, about the teasing reason, totals you know, there, is, there is a reason if, to tease totals if you are dying to get across some number on a total like look at what you can basically look at the pinnacle uh fair prices for every single total imaginable right and if that price for that leg is you know is is better than minus 260 then it's a plus ev thing to put in a par in a, in a, in a effectively in a parlay Right? It's just never going it to never be. is. It's never going <laughs> yeah. to be. It's never going to be. Yeah. So that's that is the that is the sanity check you want to do before you put in any teaser is literally just look at am I would I have to lay more than minus two sixty to bet this at Pinnacle? That exact price that you're trying to put in your teaser. Like and if the answer is yes, then you have EV. 
And if the answer is no, then you do not. In fact, and if you're dying to put that in a parlay, just parlay it directly. You're going to get a better price than laying 110. Yep. So anyway, that's that. Um, here's a kind of final thought on this. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the 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 totals theoretically is the you know, the lower the total, the better the teaser. Like, I don't have a hard criteria where if it's fifty point total, I'm running away. Like, nope, not good enough. Uh, you can't really the, be choosy. The, yeah, I mean the the updated Wong. I mean, he did start to find that eventually. Is like, I think he did a bit of an updating and said, I think forty nine was kind of the cutoff. Once it gets above forty nine, you know, you're just inviting too much variance. There's, sure. Sure. You know, the median expected points is high enough that uh, blowouts are more common or uh, a higher a higher margin of victory is much more common the distribution's wider both ways so it scares people but yeah. um he lives in la jolla and yeah. also Stan- stanford oh, wong stanford wong white guy yeah <laughs> classic stolen valor that's right changed his name to an asian <laughs> name to i don't know try to sell books I just like that we have a fun name for that particular teaser. Uh, it's cool. Uh, it's cool to have something yeah. named after you. Yeah. So here we are late in the season. Sides are tight. If you didn't already know sides were tight in the NFL, you haven't been paying attention. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, priors are, you know, you know the, the Bayesian updating of priors is pretty much over. <laughs> I mean, the only kind of mis- mispricing you're going to find this time of year is specific people, you know, a misaccounting of injury, impact, things like that. Yeah. Uh, everything else is built into the price pretty much this time of year. So you know, The only thing that's overinflated at this <clears throat> point of the year are the size of baseball caps. It's big hat season. There's a few games we're not going to spend very much time on because of this side of the other thing. I have a couple bets I've made this week. Um, mostly just based on I I think the market is kind of wrong on a couple little things. Mm-hmm. But uh, otherwise, it's, it's smaller bets this time of year and kind of saving up for the playoffs. Yeah, I uh, completely agree with you. Uh, I round Robin Wong's and then I played two totals. So a very light card for me this week. Um, the Thursday night game. I have not played yet, even though this is one where we have we had a preliminary consensus on potentially the secret pod play on Monday, <laughs> which is the Bills Patriots game. Very low total, 43 and a half. Not expecting weather. Bills are down to four. This has been one way action in favor of the Patriots okay. since the open. That cannot be injury related, as far as I can tell you. Just looking at the Bills injury report looks fine. Patriots are going to be without Damian Harris. Otherwise, their injury report looks fine. Um, Patriots defense got exposed to a degree, I guess, against the, against the, uh, Vikings on Thursday, meh, I guess. Uh, but this is going to be a tougher test for them for sure. I think Patriots are probably going to give up into the high 20s here. Um, they don't match up well against mobile quarterbacks. Everyone knows this. Patriots are going to have to come in with a pretty aggressive game plan for themselves offensively if they want to win that this game. Uh, and the Bills' defense can be had right now. There are some issues with that secondary and the way that they're playing. There are some issues with the pass rush. Vaughn Miller looks like he will go, but he may be limited to a degree. Uh, so 43 what, and a half to me is a hair low. Yeah, I was going to say, what? what is your – because I know you want to play Patriots team total over, and I'll, <laughs> I'll play it with you. That's like – that's actually a pretty good move as far as team totals. And I love getting the secret pod play out of the way because we get to the end and we forget half the shit we said over the last sure. hour. But um, so what is your what's your median expectation for the New England Patriots to yeah. score in this 23. game? So if that's 23, what is the percent chance the Buffalo Bills score fewer than 21 points 
in an NFL game. I know it's their third straight road game, hmm. but the the injuries that we've seen on honestly on both sides of the ball have been good for offense, bad for defense, really. And I think Andrews plays for the Bills. I I, I think he's in uh what's the uh win? Isaiah Wynn is out. Okay. Yeah. Um Andrews but, for the uh, yeah Andrews for the Patriots the and, awful and, line and yeah. Andrew yeah Andrews has said he's played but I'm just saying in general I think the the injury news has been good for offense yes bad I agree. for defense the weather seems to look fine so yeah I did play this over this was this was one I and again we talked a little bit about this on Sunday that happened on a Monday was it's not really a short week so even if they did give some of the players and maybe some of the assistants, some time off for the holiday. Uh, NFL coaches are fucked nuts. They're so <laughs> like they hate their they hate their families. During yes, the that's true. These guys, work. everyone except for Belichick, who brought his kid on the staff for some reason. Yeah, but anyway. But I mean, you know, these guys work two hundred hours a week. Yeah, like, they they had a full week to game plan for offense. And it's two very good coaching staffs. I believe yep. offense shows up. And I hate I betting too. Thursday night overs, but it'll be my second of the year. Hopefully we yeah. get two and all. Also, I, you know, I liked some of the confidence we saw from Mac Jones on Thursday. I, I'm, frankly, like it, there were signs of life there, which we haven't seen a ton from him this season. But uh, uh, I think he can, uh, he can get us to the promised land here. Really low team total. So uh, they're at home. Uh, hopefully their special teams doesn't kick them in the dick again. Um, win being out is a good thing. Alex Nair says, I, I tend to agree. Cole Strange looks legit. <laughs> Cole Strange should probably be starting. Um, so that's fine. Uh, yeah, this is uh, this is going to be uh, an interesting one. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, really what uh, what the offensive approach looks like for the Bills, uh, in terms of scheme because you know, they they have come into these game plans against the Patriots with uh, new wrinkles almost every time they played them. So it'll be fun. Fun to see it. Um, uh, McKenzie, McKenzie had a big game last year against the Patriots. I yeah, think. He did. And, yeah. uh, I mean, they, they have the wide receivers. It's not Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, but they, they have a better quarterback than Kirk cousins. Although Kirk, it's hard to dog on Kirk cousins outside of the Eagles game and a few spots here or there. It's mm-hmm. been hard to dog on that guy this year. And Josh Allen will be able to get loose in this a few times. He should have 50, 60 yards rushing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it, it should be a it should be a fun game. Hopefully, you know, it's like 14, 14 at half, and we're not really sweating a whole lot. Yep. That sounds good to me. Uh it'll be we'll 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 check in at halftime when it's three three and give you guys some some a pep talk that we're still going to make it. Um, but uh, that's, uh, I think that's the best look. Let's move to Sunday where we have a really fun one to talk about here as the feisty Mike fighting Mike whites uh, head up to the, uh, the great white North and take on the Minnesota Vikings who are now nine and two um, interesting kind of market activity here. Uh, you, you kind of expected that this was going to be, uh, you know, a little bit of jet support here, but I did not think you were going to push Minnesota minus three all the way to plus one Oh five. If I had to guess this is trending to two and a half. Uh, this seems like people are absolutely willing to take the points with Mike white on the road. We may get a seventh long leg before we get to yeah. Sunday with the Vikings at home at minus two and a half. Oh no. With the Jets, I guess it'd be plus yeah. two and a half. So never mind. Forget that. Not adding them. Forget them. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I think realistically, uh, you have a uh, 
uh, a Jets defense that matches up well against the Vikings. The the main show is going to be all about uh, Sauce Gardner v. Justin Jefferson here. Um, Minnesota snapped a little bit of the, their funk against the Patriots, I guess, but there was a lot of you know rough fuckery and special teams wildness in that one, so I don't know how sustainable that is. What's your read on this game? I wanted to bet this under, and... I'm, yeah. I'm still I'm still very tempted by it because I don't know if you could, you know, off the top of your head, if you could tell me where you had the Jets ranked just one to thirty-two on defense before the season started. Mm-hmm. I know it's much lower than where I have them now. They have I had them around twenty-four-ish. Yeah. They have legitimately shot, and it's one of those things too where a team that starts it can be high or low. And usually it's high and it's due to injuries that some team moves heavily like this in, you know, one way or the other with the offense or defense. But usually I, I can't do it off a couple weeks. Like, all right, maybe it was matchups. Maybe the just the scheme has changed and the offense has got to catch up a little. And this is how you beat the Jets defense. But it's been long enough now where I'm fine just saying this Jets defense is very much above average and into the good, maybe great category at certain yeah. points with certain matchups. I think they have a good coaching staff. I think they've added some nice pieces. And yeah, the, this coverage unit is going to be able to shut down a lot of what we see from this Minnesota offense through the air. And it pains me. And and I think that's where I'm stuck. I'm I'm drewed. I, okay. I, I, I get drewed. And what I mean by that is when you have an awards bet – yeah, it gets in your it gets yeah. in your head and it makes you because ideally my best case scenario is Justin Jefferson, 300 yards, seven touchdowns every, <laughs> and and every catch against at like with Sauce Gardner falling down. And maybe he also poops his pants during the game. And then, then <laughs> he just I get, gives up football like Antonio yeah, Brown. Gives, he just quits and then he quits. Yeah. That's my best case scenario because I have some Tariq Woolen <laughs> at a bigger price. And mm-hmm. I have obviously JJ offensive player of the year. I don't see it going that way. It's a good defense. And then at the same time, Mike White looked great, but I don't know if you went and looked at uh, some of the names of the players that were starting on the Bears defense. <sighs> this Vikings defense is not good. Yuck. This Vikings, Yuck. Yeah. There's, there's, uh, I mean, picture like this is like a Dante's Inferno scenario. Like okay. the Vikings defense stinks. But the Jets are the bottom of that, you know, the bottom of those rings, like the 18th level of hell. I know it doesn't go that far, but I've never read the book for real. It's like in Italian, guys. Yeah. Um, nobody's read that book for real. No. Don't tell me you've read that book. No. I don't, Dante's Don, Inferno? Dante has not even read that book. After he wrote it, he's like, Jesus, <laughs> this is a slog. I but read yeah, Paradise the, Lost, which was a lot of the same sort of themes. Yeah, that's 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 on my bookshelf. John John that's one of those where I, I like got it. John I'm Milton. Like, I'm gonna read yeah. this someday. Oh it's right God, no! It, you you read that in college with a professor who tells you what it, what's going on because otherwise you're you, you don't know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, real quick, the uh, Jet Mike White experience it, it, he gives them a better chance to make the playoffs, but I'm not buying the Jets getting in. All right, where where, where are you? They can get in, but right now I have it more likely that they don't. Okay. This is a game they have to win if they want to get in. I think if they lose this, oh yeah, huge. This yeah. this is this is very bad for their. This drops them like ten percent from what I have them right now. Okay. 
Uh, I like the uh, under, man. I'm going to think about but, this. And, I might and, add. and then back before we got way off track with English majors and John Milton <laughs> and uh, slogs of books. It's crazy. It's not even that long of a book. You know what's a really long book? The Count of Monte Cristo. That's like 1,400 oh, uh, pages. Unreadable. Yeah. Oh. If you get the abridged version, it's a really good story. Just like, why'd you make it so long, bud? Dumas. Uh, Mike White isn't good. That's what I wanted to say. <laughs> we saw this, you know, it's, it was a really, 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 really bad defensive unit they put out there as far as, yeah. you know, just personnel. Like, yeah. We could have put basically any quarterback out there and they'd have thrown it, you know, they'd have thrown it just like Mike White did, just spinning the ball. The Bears have given up, which is fun. I love when a team actually gives up when they should. Yeah, well, and yeah. not only that, but they're, they've added more pieces to the IR. We'll get to the Bears eventually. <clears throat> I don't think Mike White is going to regress to an absolute shit pumpkin, but he's not going to be anything near what he was last week. So Mike uh, I, I, like, I like this under. <laughs> I haven't played it yet, though. Somebody, somebody um, is bringing up the Bills have an illness going around. Yeah, I've ooh. seen that. I hate it because mm. I've already made the bet, but we'll see how it goes. Whatever. I mean, stay, there's lots of that this time of year. Um, the uh, just drink lots of fluids, guys. Um, okay, I'm gonna think hard about this under. I might end up adding it or trying to maybe look for a live if, if because like the jet. I feel like if the Jets score, it's gonna be their scripted stuff, and then they're gonna dry up in this one. Uh, so well, I don't I hate look that for a live, live, a live yeah. under. Yeah, um, it feels like it might be good scripted and then go to go to shit. So, um, and the Jets' defense is legit. Uh, Denver, Baltimore. It's gonna make me laugh all day. I don't think we need to talk a ton about this side. It's obviously Ravens are pass. The teaser Broncos leg. are in an absolute shit show, and this is the teaser leg of the season. Yeah, this total seasons. is totals probably still two points too high. I'm just. I feel like, you know, like, oh, man, it's like playing double or nothing, you know, all right, or, you know, double up. What's the, you know, like just winning, you win like yep. three or four straight coin flips. Yep. When you're betting these unders and they're below 40, it doesn't matter how good the defense is and how bad the offense is. It still just takes like a couple broken plays or a, or a, an interception in the wrong part of the field. And you can be dead right, and it just goes to shit on you. I've had enough. Like, it's it's like betting soccer unders, uh, the under, <laughs> you know, under thirty six, under thirty seven and a half. I'm I've finally said I'm not so sure about it anymore. I think the Ravens actually can move the ball, and then the Ravens second half stuff kind of scares me. But yeah, this is a super teaser leg. We'll get to all of them. So, one the Ravens, the Ravens need to get to twenty points to cover this teaser leg. Yeah, teaser leg one. Okay. Um, a good good deal. Uh, <laughs> right, okay. Lamar yeah. faking a quad injury to avoid the press. His agent Marcus recommended or, that. Marcus Aurelius. Uh, ooh, speaking of books, he's of course the the Roman emperor that was uh, beloved uh, by the uh, you know by the uh, uh, legion. It's like uh, a self help book. Yeah, he was he was the old man at the beginning of Gladiator. If you don't know what I'm talking about, um, the uh, Lamar is situation with the Ravens front office and coaching staff is worth keeping an eye on. Um, he's obviously not happy with the way that they have 
constructed this team and what they're asking him to do offensively and the fact that the defense is blowing these a lot of these close games i feel like he is like we're putting all of this investment on and i feel this way because i'm a lamar guy uh i'm annoyed on his behalf that they are have invested so much in this super old defense that cannot close elite close games um and they are basically constructed, in my opinion, as an absolute stay away in the playoffs because they get killed by speed and there's going to be just speed, speed, speed all throughout the AFC. So I feel like they are a, just a dead team walking at some and at some point. And I still they think they can get the, the one seed. Card. They, can, they can get the one seed. They, can, they may they, slide it, to the wild card. We'll it feels see. like a, a one seed where the market's going to give mm. them too much respect because of that. And we're going to get a really nice dog price on a, on a better team where it's like, why you know it, it might not even be a price we lay it's like i guess we're gonna take the you know i guess we're gonna take the chiefs as like plus 105 money line here if we're gonna make this pretty much a pick em. you know it, it, let's say the chiefs start looking a little rough through the end of the year and sure. they you know they have to play an extra game ah it's still man i would still have trouble seeing the market making them a dog even on the road i agree um i also Hell, Chief, chiefs I, at minus 120 look, on the money line would feel Look, man, good. The, the, the Ravens are a team that can be beat by a team that has good wide receivers. They're a team that can be beat by, you know, by a team that, you know, their defense is good but struggles against covering wide receivers, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's, there's, that's a recipe of a team that's going to give them hell. The Broncos are not that at all. And, in fact, the Broncos are just, an, like, as messy of a situation in terms of an organization as I can remember going back to Urban Meyer, you know, playing uh you know playing pocket pool uh on on a thursday night uh you know thursday night at the uh at the local watering hole but um i think realistically the you know hackett is not long for this situation they're going to need to try another coach to see if they can kind of uh make anything out of this you know the the trade and the contract they gave russell wilson wilson is washed because of the reasons we said in the preseason guy doesn't know how to operate, uh, you know, the offense in the current, you know, NFL defensive landscape where cover two is the, uh, is the go-to, you know, quarterback stopper. He does not have the answers for cover two. Um, and you know, it's, it's sad to see it cause he, he you know, has played degraded so rapidly, but this is, he is, he is where he is. And, um, I don't think, Baltimore is a good defense to get right against. And I don't think the Broncos have the weapons in the passing game to do it. So this is, uh, this is going to be bad. If you're not a teaser guy or you can't get the right price where you, you feel comfortable laying it at like uh, all my books have minus minus one thirty. I don't want to do this. Yeah. There is a case. Yeah. There is a case for Baltimore first half. So Baltimore is the number one defense in the league scoring. In the first half, amazing. They they are your number one scoring. De- Guess where they are second half through? Throw a number out there. Twenty third. Twenty nine. Oh, yikes! Well, see that even that you know that works in the favor of this staying under two because the only time the Broncos have ever looked good has been in this their scripted portion. Like, yeah. but that's when they had extra time to prepare for an opponent, and they really kind of brought out some good scripted shit. Um, I will say, there's been a lot of good jokes in the chat about Russell Wilson. He is such a punching bag. We miss, we're going to miss an opportunity to punch him in prime time against the Chiefs because that game got flexed out. I don't know if you saw that, but we were going to get another Russell Wilson prime time punch fest, and we don't get to. Um, my favorite of the jokes, though, is uh, you know Patrick brought up that Russell Wilson had 50% birthday party success rate, and Randy Mitchell says that's the best success 
hardest rate he's had all season. I think that's true. I don't recall uh, a game where <laughs> Russell Wilson had over 50% success rate. So um, it has been a bad, long season uh, feel for a lot of people involved over there. Uh, defense has looks like they're kind of on the verge of quitting. I don't think a matchup against the Ravens is going to help that at all. Uh, so they have to be so frustrated. Oh the, yeah. The, they're averaging like 12 points a game. It's been rough. So, and that, that that's the other thing too, you know, like you said, the second half defense is pretty bad, but the Broncos, you know, the Broncos aren't the team to buck that like Denver's doubt Denver, you know, who has the worst second half offense in the league? 32nd. Uh, it's gotta be Denver. <laughs> it's the yeah. Denver Broncos. Yeah. Yeah. Scoring this is, five, yeah. 5.5 points. What in the second half? Oh my god, they must. I mean, this is this miserable. Uh, wow, wow, wow. Dude. It's worth noting that, uh, since Denver with injury and with some of the trades they made, that defense isn't as good as they were. No, it's it's starting to so. regress, and that that's another reason I, I'm starting <clears throat> to shy away from yeah. the totals. I'll tell you I'm what, actually, though, man, I'm actually hoping that Baltimore just puts like 40 on them, and yes. these totals oh, jump god up a little. Damn. God, dude, that would be nice, dude. We're you are speaking my language, we are pulling hard for the Ravens oh, to go absolute America. ham. The Ravens go ham in this game because part one of this is if the Ravens look like absolute world beaters at home against the Broncos, part two is, is coming up next, and that is we are hoping that the Pittsburgh Stay Steelers for next do week. not win against the falcons i know that's Throw a little part cold of water on the steelers here so and let's get that, us get us like steelers plus six at home against the ravens next week that's what i so really I'm, I'm i'm i want those i want that number. i i want that too <laughs> I, I want that for you Drew. but i want you to tell me what yeah. in what world are are you not thinking about chasing the steam even a little bit? Oh yeah, on, on the on the Steelers. Oh, I know, I know. Ter- Terrell is, is him, mm-hmm. but other than that, the Falcons' defense is still very shoddy. Yeah. And truthfully, in, in that in that game, that primetime game, Kenny Pickett, he didn't airmail <laughs> as much as he used to. No, and he, I mean, the guys who are getting separation, he was delivering the ball at least where they needed to, you know, where it needed to be 90% of the time. Yeah, like he was making some decent throws. Uh, that Pickens throw was good. Yeah, he looked a little rough in the second half, but yeah, he didn't and, have and a lot maybe, of opportunities in the second half. He barely uh, had yeah. the ball. Yeah, on, on the road is a little different here. Well, at, this is know. this is another so basically, if you we I've seen it too many times not to be concerned about this spot for Pittsburgh yeah. and not just, not just Kenny Pickett and not just the, you know, the, the Tomlin, Tomlin the defense, yeah. everybody like you got Ravens on deck next week. You just won a cool. game that you were dogs in freaking prime time. You did it with some incredible, like a great, like a great start. And then your defense showed up like that. Like, you know, these guys are feeling good about themselves there. You know, there's a lot of momentum with this team and they may win. They may beat the Falcons, but I've seen it too many times where a team coming off of that kind of a win with this kind of a game on deck, just, just like everybody shows up and has their bad game. Like there's just brain fart city. Uh, and I, it's an, I've seen it enough and I want no part of it. And the fact that it's steamed across pick them, you know, we kind of expected this when we talked about it on a Monday, I think Steelers were like plus two, um, and it flipped to them as favorites. Now it's not a huge, huge swing, but you know, it's you're you're now you're buying a little bit of the top here with the Steelers. Yeah, you're selling the bottom a little bit on the Falcons. 
And, that, that's where I respect yeah. the people that bet the Steelers on the money line or plus one, one and a half, whatever you got early. Mm-hmm. The Steelers' steam is correct at this point. The number's getting close to where it should be. And guess what, guys? If it is Steelers minus one and a half, you have another yeah. teaser leg. I'm adding it. I was gonna write. <laughs> I was gonna write in that book. I feel bad like Falcons, writing in yeah, a book. Fal- so. I'm, writing on, I'm writing on the back of a business card. I can't find my notebook. Yeah. Right. If you ever go to appliance, to if you ever go to appliance village, Randy, 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 was Randy Donahue. Yeah. Honestly, he knew his shit. Yeah. Um, so that's my third teaser leg so far. There might be a giant round robin this week. <laughs> this is like there's like eight, dude. Um, yeah. All right. First one's already home. Steelers as on Monday. We talked about this. <laughs> that was a that was a nice one. Um, I don't have any Philly. more thoughts. I don't have any yeah. more thoughts on that other than I I am going to. It's going to take something bad to happen to TJ Watt for me to come off of wanting to take the points with the Steelers at home next week. Yeah, yeah, something bad's going to have to happen. Tennessee we'll Philly. At that. Um, God, another good game to talk about. Uh. We didn't, I wasn't, I don't think we were really fairly critical of some of the in-game decision because like the Titans are so well coached and they have exceeded expectations so regularly under Vrabel that he just gets like blown like on the regular for his ability to kind of get a group of men up and playing hard. Um, But man, some of his in-game decision-making is just like, what is this guy doing? Uh, And in a game like this that should be kind of competitive and you're taking on an Eagles team that is they are there are some things about them that you know look like they're they're leaking a little bit of water and in theory you match up really well against them on both sides of the ball um i feel like coaching could you know in game coaching decision making in particular might be the you know the key variable in this one so i didn't take the titans in the points but um god this is a good matchup for tennessee it is too and you know, I was excited about some of the moves the Eagles made to shore up their pass, or excuse me, their rush defense, their run defense. It yeah. hasn't it hasn't gone as good as I'd hoped. You know, with some some early success, but now over the past couple of weeks, you know, uh, this run defense is not as good as what we uh, had hoped for. I know they they might get their guy back, and what we saw last week, if you have at least one Superman like a DJ Reader. Who yeah. can make some big plays and snuff some runs out early, yeah. and then you turn it into a game where they have to throw a little more? It's possible, but yeah. I think I think the Titans are able to run. I think Henry is able to run in this defense. Yeah, and yeah, they, they're not leaking a lot of oil. It's a small drip. It's still a very good team. They've won ten damn games. Sure, they haven't left a lot in doubt, other than you know the actual game they lost and then the Colts game. But this is a this is you know. This is a team that down the stretch, they've shown a little reluctance to really lean on their quarterback when they, you know, when they absolutely need to, when they're going to need to in the playoffs. So I'm reticent to be uh, an Eagles guy right now. And it's fun. I mentioned this yesterday when I talked to somebody, I said, man, every year we have this where some team starts hot and like, oh man, they're just going to win the AFC or NFC or whichever one. And then, it always happens. They come back to earth a little, and a couple other teams pop their head in. So I'm I'm glad Dallas and San Francisco are playing really high level football right now because it's the the NFC playoffs are going to be fun. It's funny like the Viking the Vikings are probably like the fifth best team in the playoffs. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'm going to watch yeah, this AJ, game. AJ you know, Brown revenge yeah. game. Duh. Oh. 
Yeah, nice little battle of spot for him. Uh, Titans also really weren't the Titans' inability to get pressure last week against the Bengals was surprising. Um, they are if they give the Eagles all kinds of time, then Brown is going to have a hell of a game. Smith's going to have a hell of a game. Hertz is going to look damn good. Eagles are going to make their team total. Um, I'm kind of leaning towards over 44 and a half here. Um, doesn't look like we're going to have anything significant weather-wise, but let me double-check the most recent call. Um, if the Titans get 20 points in this game, this thing flies over, I feel like. Uh, yeah, I we're in good shape. I worry, I worry about, I worry about both degrees. defenses. Because if, if yeah. the Eagles truly can't stop the run and, and Titans get it going, <clears throat> yeah. and, and we really, we're starting to see something, this rookie who missed part of the beginning of the season and it was like, shit, they traded away AJ Brown and then their, their replacement rookie is not playing. So they have no receivers. You have yeah. Westbrook. Akinney is the one you're yeah. starting to get some things going through the air. This is not a bad offense. So yeah, yeah I don't, I don't the deep, it. Uh, the deep dive discord guys are all over the first half over, which apparently is 22. I feel like the Eagles could get that by themselves in the second quarter. Um, they're, they're still one of your best first Half scoring teams. I mean, it's okay. just it's been a thing. In fact, they're eighteen eighteen point six points per game in the first half for the eleven game sample we have. Yeah, eighteen point six. Uh, Papa Cal's. What's my fair total on this one? I made it forty five and a half, so I got an edged point to the over, edge of value to the over. But I usually kind of, if it's not a meaningful point, which forty five is not that meaningful, I usually pass these. Um, but I'm pretty I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested. Um let's keep moving to Jacksonville Detroit. Another interesting game and another long teaser for a home dog. Yeah. You can take the Lions out past seven. Uh and I can tell you what, like I, I'm the total's me. a little high for <clears> some <throat> folks' high. taste. But tell teams, tell, tell teams me if a there's variant a variant for my taste. Tell me if there's a team you'd rather need a back door than the Detroit Lions. I don't know that there is one. Tell me that there's a team you would rather take a swing at as a road favorite than the Jacksonville Jaguars coming off a huge win. I don't think yeah. there is one. Like this is Lions pass at one, but Lions teased past seven is just sweet. <laughs> it's a sweet, yeah, sweet, sweet. If, if Jags money leg. continues to show and we get this one and a half, this is a teaser leg that I know it doesn't fit the, the the one criteria of the total, but the Lions are at home. The Lions have been, I mean, just how Amon Ra looked last week. I, I like the Lions in this spot. I, I'm close to just playing them straight up because as much as, you know, uh, we really, really saw a nice second half from Trevor Lawrence. We've seen a lot of nice second halves against this Baltimore defense. That's a get right after halftime for anybody. And he just hasn't shown me enough for the full season to make me think that's what we're going to get week in week out from here on, you know, from here on forward. And this defense for Jacksonville has been kind of disappointing. So. Yeah. I uh, should correct myself. I didn't realize this came back down to one. I I hit this hard on when it, when it was at one and a half. It's kind of bounced. I think we'll see it again. Uh, Bookmaker does not want to go to a pick like some of the other market players. So I think that probably is staying at one, if not going back to one and a half. Um, okay. Uh, Lions. When does Jamo rest. come back? Not this week. 
No, extra rest, extra time to prepare for this game. Uh, And then I haven't heard an update on Okuda. He home? He he coming back or is he still? I didn't think so. No, not looking good. Okay. Well, they could use some more coverage help, especially if Trevor Lawrence is cooking all of a sudden. But either way, I think the Lions are alive. I think this Um, is. Actually, you know what? Dan Campbell says he's optimistic. On Akuda? Jonah Jackson, I think he's a lying piece of shit. I don't think Jonah Jackson's playing. So it sounds like Akuda is, but that seems that, – that, that's the other problem for the Lions is they're really banged up in an offensive line. They gave up a ton of pressure. That no, was didn't. one of their strengths coming into you know, to the season, missing essentially their top four guards. They were starting some real, real backups, and it showed – in a game that they covered, you know, it was a big, big, uh, big price, but they did cover that price for you if you took them on your Turkey Day meal. But yeah, no action for me in this one unless I do end up teasing it. On to <clears throat> my New York God. Giants. Another interesting game to talk about. Yeah. Uh, Giants, if the Giants are two and a half point dogs to the Commanders at home, then they are going to be dogs the rest of the season. And Seven and two would then, if the market is correct, turn into seven and ten. Um, all that said, uh, I like the Giants in this spot. I think this is Giants or pass. I don't think you can lay two and a half with the commanders on the road, even though they do have a handful of advantages matchup wise. Giants, of course, are dealing with a number of injuries in the secondary, uh, another number of injuries in the offensive line. But if the Cowboys couldn't exploit that, really? Are the commies going to exploit that? I mean, this is a you know this is a, another decent Wong taking the Giants out to eight and a half, and I think realistically, uh, you, you're out on that. You're not taking the Giants out. No, I'm offended by the word decent. Oh, this okay. Is, this is a, this Realistically, is a the Giants stone need cold thir- banger. I think the Giants like. need. I think the math works out that the Giants need 13 points. Because the yeah, market is basically Jesus expecting Christ. the commanders to get 21, 22. Uh, so yeah, you, need, you need 13, 14 points out of the Giants to get this wall home. Low total. Yeah. Home team. Yeah. I already think the market's slightly off in the beautiful part of the Wong zone. And mm-hmm. it's, it's a commander's team who's just getting by on the skin of their teeth. Oh yeah, sure. It's not. It's this. This is a. You know, everyone wants to rag on Minnesota for having a bit of a falsified record. You're a false prophet. <laughs> what's, the, what's the line? He makes him yell, and there will be blood. God yeah. is a God is a myth, and I'm a false prophet. I can tell you I what. Like Daniel the commanders. Yeah, I, I don't. The commanders have been like I said. They've been getting by, kind of just skating by. Like, hey, oh, we we could have lost to the Falcons. You know, what the, you know what the commanders look like to me? The commanders look like Dallas light, right? Like their strength is on the defensive side is largely the D line, the pass rush, particularly, you know, the way pain, pain is, is playing and Allen are playing out of their minds right now. Like those guys are great. Um, they have a bunch of good weapons on offense. The quarterback's kind of, eh, uh, I don't know. Heineke's not the long-term answer there. And, you know, I don't, I don't think he's, he's worthy he's of land points though. on the road. He's been good. He's, you know, he's been capable, but he also does make mistakes for sure. And giants, giants are ball hockey. Giants are well coached. I think 
realistically, the fact that the Giants just played the Cowboys and faced Cowboys proper, and now that they get to place Cowboys light, and the fact that they get extra time to prepare for this, the fact that they're dogs at home, Meadowlands is a tough place to play. This has like Giants win 10-3 kind of feel to it to me. Uh, I think the 40 and a half is probably a little too high. I know there's not really weather in the forecast, which is really the only way to get involved in unders in the Meadowlands, but um this is uh, this. I think this is going to be a, a, a potential upset here, and I think Giants as a teaser leg. I mean, the reason I wasn't like decent, I said decent instead of solid, is just because like I think I think Giants money line is a play, really. <laughs> but uh, the injuries yeah, kind of scare me if, off. If I uh, if I wasn't playing this teaser, I'd probably have Giants plus one twenty. And yeah, the weather, as Mickey Hill's pointing out, I checked this a little earlier too. I looked at some weather reports for a few places. Looks fine. So teaser leg for me, that is teaser leg number five. I'm going to have to find the guy's name. Patrick brings up a great point. The old teaser leg of the century was Green Bay in England versus the Giants. And that was a bad loss. But I hang that mostly on the Green Bay was not properly rated at that time by the market. And that was kind of a a similar problem with a lot of the uh, early season teaser disasters. Um, CJ, CJ Sanchez, deep dive listener. He's a Madrid fan. He's from Miami and he enjoys um, messy memes. Apparently that's most of his feed. Awesome. I like, I like messy memes too. He he is uh, looking at you, CJ. That is my fifth. Teaser leg so far. On to the second half. I do have an, a quick ad read. Um, this is brought to you by the Deep Dive. For Christ's sakes, hit the thumbs up button on YouTube, guys. <laughs> Thank you. We don't ask for much, but if you enjoy this community, enjoy this chat, enjoy the other guys talking some football with you, please hit the thumbs up. And we're on to the second half of the slate. There's a couple of real skippable games in here. <laughs> and this is this is one of them for me. There's enough things to bet on. There are enough football games to bet on. There are enough other things going on that I don't need to try to essentially I'm wagering money one way or the other on <laughs> is Deshaun Watson good after 18 months off. Is he resting? <laughs> and and truthfully, like I, I feel like if this were a better coaching staff. Yeah, I would be I would be comfortable knowing what I have because a good coaching staff here would be like, well, shit, this guy hasn't played in a while, right? No. Is there anything else we could do on offense? Well, we do have these two all world running backs that we could use and just kind of take the pressure off of him like he's a rookie or, yeah. you know, like he's a guy who's coming off injury and not put a lot of pressure on him. That's what a good coaching staff would do. I'm not so sure Cleveland is good coaching staff all the time. And I, I worry that they're going to put pressure on Watson. Um, or he's going to uh, put He's going to take it into his own hands on, to try and prove something. Yeah, yeah, I, trying to prove something. I, I want no part of this game, even though the Texans are the biggest goddamn fade in the world right now. Especially because they're running. Like, yeah, if you put Jacoby Brissett out there and you, you're laying seven, I'm looking at that because and, I'm and, like, and, the, and the the running game is so, the running defense is so bad. I know, Drew. That's, I, I kind of <laughs> forgot to, I forgot to add yeah. that as the second part of my point. Said, like, if you yeah. want to take the pressure off Watson, hey, let's run the ball, let's lean on Chubb. Yeah. Um, yeah. Give Chubb thirty touches. What are we? Yeah. Why? Why bother? Why? You know? Why? Why even get? Why even get? It's the perfect defense to do it get against. Cute. And yeah. then yeah, they, then they just win by twenty. I don't know. So I, I just don't know what the Browns game plan is. If if I see something live, I probably will be betting this team live. But 
Uh, for for those reasons, there's just a, a big level of uncertainty that I don't want to be betting into in this one. Yeah, you know what? This is probably a decent look at like a second half overish. If this is like a low scoring first half, just because of the emotions and the you know the rust, all that shit. Like <clears throat> if it takes a while for you know for things to really get going, then I'm you know and the total drops. I probably play an over because. Yeah, Browns defense still can't defend the run very well either. So Texans are going to lean heavily on Pierce. Uh, he could bust a couple. So, and this is weird too that Watson's accusers are at attendance. I don't think that faces him because they got a suite. They needed <laughs> they if they wanted to do something, they needed to rent out the front row behind the bench. Like make him look at him. That would face him. Getting a suite does nothing. Yeah, he's kind of, he seems like the kind of guy, or at least with his sort of indignity. Yeah, he doesn't give a shit. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think he cares. Um, weird though that, uh, uh, weird, weird that, uh, <laughs> I'm laughing at Dan's joke. Yeah, uh, weird. Yeah. yeah, it was just, just weird that the I NFL was saying lean on the chub and take yeah. the pressure off. It, it was really difficult to not make a joke. So, yeah. Yeah. Green Bay at Chicago. Here's yeah. a joke. The Chicago Bears roster currently, uh, Fields is still questionable. I don't think that's a true questionable. That's a, well, we can't say he's doubtful because the injury's not that bad, but we're certainly, uh, you would think the new regime of a new GM and a new head coach shouldn't be playing with fire as far as, hey, we should maybe try to get this guy hurt, huh? Like, <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be fun long term. No, now that we no. know he's kind of good, and uh, there were some fours yesterday. I played a four. I played yeah. this up to eight. I don't know. Like in what world is in what world is his defense not just get smoked by uh, Mike? Mike White did it. Why can't yeah. Christian Watson? And uh, it sounds like Rogers is fine. Yeah, Rogers has called his own number. Um, doesn't mean he's going to be 100% and he's going to be performing no. well. Uh, he hasn't performed well at about 100% all, all season, as far as I can tell you. He hasn't had many standout games even, really. Um, and he did. He came out of that game uh, against Philly, so it's obviously a non-trivial thing he's dealing with. Um, <clears throat> I would look for... I, you know, I, I agree with you. Like laying the Packers is no, no, no problem. But you know, especially if this is the Trevor Simeon show, then you're really not worried. Um, Packers defense has been atrocious. So if it is Fields and Fields is actually fine, then Bears yeah, might, then that, 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 Bears yeah, might, might, might be a little spooked all game. Um, I think what I want to talk about here, instead of going on and on about the um, the Bears and the Packers or the Bears even, because the Bears are best served by losing this game. Make no mistake. But the Packers are not well served by Aaron Rodgers playing. No, Dan just—I was about to mention what Dan said. Should Rodgers be playing? No. Yes. The answer is no. The answer is no. The From an organizational no. standpoint, no. There's no but reason. He is—he has enough sway there, which probably isn't a good look. That he just says, "I'm playing. I'm the starter, and he's going to start." Can you imagine that he would be? If you told yeah. him he, we don't want you to start because you're kind of dinged up and we want to see what Jordan Love is, yeah, like he would be seven seconds later, he'd be in the other room on his phone on McAfee's show, just raising a stink. Of course, you know, stop me if you heard this one. Um, Aaron Rodgers is doing something that is detrimental to the organization. Mm, what, what have yeah. you ever heard that? That's never happened before. No, this is like a weird pattern with this guy. Like there, there are. I could go on and on for ten minutes about the reasons organizationally why it is much much better for them to start love. 
for infinity reasons. And that's right. Even if you are going me, to play, stick with Aaron Rodgers and he's going to be the guy for you next year, like number one, keep him healthy. Number two, get love some reps so that other another team might trade for him. Now you have actual equity because loves, you know, is going to be a cheap contract for someone year four, year five. Yeah, at, this point, if, at this point, you've, you've passed on his rookie contract. Yeah. Essentially yeah. using that. And, and that, that is the, hopefully, hopefully what happens here, not only for my bet, but just for all involved is they're up by like 28 at half. Like we saw in the dolphins game last week. Yeah. We do get some Jordan love time. I hope Jordan love plays the fourth quarter at least. Yeah. I want to um, see more of him. He didn't look bad. No Rogers playing gets risks. He risks greater injury, which means he'll be a, a harder chip to trade. If you decide you want to trade him. Uh, and yeah, you, you, you get no development. You get very, this is extremely valuable development potential for love. If you're going to keep him or trade him, this is huge. And yep. now he's not getting it for reasons that I think is, you know, only so that Aaron Rodgers can make your draft pick worse because you're not making the playoffs. Like it's like two or 3% chance at best. Uh, and so, yeah, this is, is selfish. It's stupid. It's character. It's perfectly character. It's perfectly Aaron Rodgers. Like none of this is surprising. And I think if I was the coach or the GM of this team, I would literally be like, wow, we, you know, we're the, the nightmare continues. Like this guy continues to fuck us. And it's, it's a, they bear some of the blame because they drafted love in the first place. And that started this weird cycle. It's been a weird, weird few drafts for them these last 10 years. Yeah. Um, So I played the Packers. I I still don't hate them at five and a half. I was happy to find a cheapish four. Um, at this point. I'm not sure if it matters once until it gets to six. Um, All right. I bet the I bet the Packers. I believe. Okay. I hope you get the Trevor Trevor Simeon call. Yeah, um, if it's Trevor Simeon versus anybody, and the, I mean they continue to not only trade away defensive players, but now they you know we've had to put another we've had to put another player, Eddie Jackson, on the IR. Yeah. Um they they promoted a rookie safety onto the team. Darnell Mooney is now on the IR. Like this this roster doesn't even look like the bad team that started the year, which oh buddy, <laughs> uh, under six and a half. I thought uh I thought that had gotten mushed. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't this was, wasn't one I was happy to bet, but I just once I actually like adjusted, I'm like, why isn't this eight? <laughs> it's silly. Even if on the because I think that's the question. If it's fields, then this becomes like a twenty-eight to twenty-seven kind of game. You know, I, want, I wanted to, I wanted to move on, but actually, you know the, what? Here, what's here's bigger, here's what you do. Bigger malpractice, Drew. What's the bigger yeah. malpractice? Rogers being a just a baby back bitch and demanding <laughs> that he's the starter, or Aberflus putting um putting Fields in. Uh oh man, it's, 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 it's Fields. Fields for sure. It's fields because yeah. he's yeah. the future and he's he's good. He's good yeah. enough. Where they can build uh, around. I was going to tell you. Hurt. So the, the wind is going to be tickling twenty, but it's 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 diminishing through the game. It looks well. Like. Luckily, the Packers um, have a couple running backs. Yeah, right. Uh, I would. What I was going to say was, if you do, if you do get word, it's Fields. If he calls his own number, because he's apparently got the leader in the locker room and you know really has got a hold of the team. If they let him call his own number, um, I think you just you don't. I don't think you buy out of your 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 Packers. I think you just play the over. Because 43 and a half yeah. then becomes a touchdown too low. 
So. So this is Sam saying stupid shit. What is it? What is it? <laughs> is it? Like, I mean, well, they're still going to be. It, it's the the typical Bears hype cycle is going to be. They're going to draft and add next year, but it's not going to be enough. People are going to be. Oh, it's going to be a wow. year too early. Team, you know, people are going to be on them a year too early, and then Who the following are, year so would be the year when Lamar Jackson won the MVP. Yeah, he, he was on an All Star team. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say, the whole so team was, was incredible. Yeah, that was a good team. Like, it, he because he kind of has the you know he he can run for a hundred yards and he has a bit of an arm, but it's just unless they make a really big splash in free agency for a, a probably a tackle and a wide receiver, the roster just you can't fix the roster quick enough for yeah. him to get yeah. it. Yeah. But man, I'm. I don't hate it. If it's like 120 to one, Dude, I'm a little tickled. The the Ravens Ravens offensive line that year was anchored by a Hall of Famer in Yonda and an all yeah. pro in Staley. That, uh, that was the thing. Like that line was so good and they had a couple receivers. Uh here's something. Maybe offensive. Staley, Stanley, of Ronnie spent so long. Ronnie Stanley? Staley? I can't remember. Anyway, Ronnie ahead. Stanley. Um yeah, offensive ahead. player Stanley. of the year. That's not a bad oh, shot. Yeah. Okay. You could you could give that to somebody whose team is like eight and nine. Sure. Because he, he had like 1,400 yards rushing and threw for 30 touchdowns. Well, I'll have to look at who the Bears play schedule-wise next year. But the Lions are going to be yeah. competitive. The Vikings are going to be competitive. Packers may be competitive. So it's going to be tough for them to really make a huge leap win, win total-wise. Um, let's keep moving. Two. Seattle and the Rams. Uh, I mean, Caesar. another beautiful teaser leg. We could take Seattle down past three in a game where the total is 41 and a half. We basically need the Seattle defense to hold Bryce Perkins or John Wolford under 17 points in this one, which even as bad as they were last week, which was bad. I'm okay giving them a pass. And I think realistically with the coaching and the development of the young players, this defense shows up for this game and plays well. Uh, Geno Smith, by far the better quarterback. Um, and the Rams in general, no Aaron Donald, no Cooper Cup. Matt Stafford is, is done. This is, uh, this, is a, this is a rough go of a season for the Rams. Worst title defense that I can remember probably in the last 20 years, maybe more. Yeah, I mean, it was... And teams didn't used to do it this way. Like the, the all out. Yeah. They built a very fragile, 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 fragile system. Yeah, and the, it fucking the, broke. The <laughs> yeah. absolute, you know, this is something we've mentioned for a couple of years, even, even the year that they won the Super Bowl prior to that season, when we did our preview, we said like, this team is like two injuries away from being 500. It's like if they stay healthy, they could probably go to the playoffs and make some noise. And by the time they were in the playoffs, we were Rams backers yeah. because they had stayed healthy and they'd also added OBJ and, yeah. and uh, another, was it fun? Was that the same year they added Von Miller? Yeah. So you, sure. you had, yeah. You, you had two really high end piece on both ends and you don't get hurt. It's, it's something. And I, I guess the Rams getting a resistance at eight, Randy is maybe just is Seattle truly, you know, nine ten points better than anybody on a neutral they didn't look well, all that great on defense yeah. against the run so if that you look said, at like, if, if you look at what happened defense? if you look at what happened the market took the rams and they took them down to the texans yeah <laughs> and they said we're not sure if you're worse than the texans yet we need one more game out of whatever you're going to try out there a quarterback <laughs> and 
if they're terrible, if they get blown out in this game, then they will be the 32nd best team power rated. Um, so that's kind of the experiment that's going on right now. I don't think people really know, um, but I don't know who bet on the Rams at eight. I mean, best luck to them. It is still a divisional game. There are still a lot of examples of Rams picking, and maybe the, that, know, that's picking the on the Seahawks. It's still a divisional game, a good coach. And if it's Wolford, he's he's not horrible. I yeah. think if I'm betting Seattle or if I have a, a Seattle teaser, I'm much more excited to see Perkins and Wolford. Yeah, well, Perkins is one di- is running a one dimensional thing anyway, so it t- you know kind of takes a lot of the pressure off your oh, team. In a lot of um, and, uh, Mike G said the Rams are basura. Which ooh, means, means trash. Trash in Spanish. Spicy, yeah, Mike G must be a España backer in the World Cup. Um, they look good, Mike. Um, hopefully Something he wasn't like a Mexico backer. If he was, apologies. Uh, you deserved better. The um, the Question I have for you about this game because I don't really want to cover it anymore. Kenneth Walker yeah. is still the favorite for offensive rookie of the year. Did you know that? He should be. He should be. You say he should yeah. be. You think that's yeah. a fair favorite? Just, just is body of work. One fifty a fair price for that? Probably not. But he should. He should be even money. He's still his body of work. Name someone who's been that much better. I think I think it's up for grabs is what I'm getting at. No, it, 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 there should be like six or seven guys that, eh, maybe six, three or four guys that probably have a, a shot. Yeah, Pierce but, is live. Wilson is live. Pierce uh, a couple games. That have yeah, but great. he's he gets to run against the Browns this week, so it's it's back on. And he's he's he, he's gonna Wilson, he, he's gonna have outgained Kent Walker by the end of the season. I I would think. Um, Garrett Wilson is live. Olave is live. I think Kenny Pickett might be live. If Pickett goes on a win-win-win streak, somebody asked that. I I tend to disagree a little because he still has like four more interceptions and touchdowns. If you look at his stats at the end of the year, and it's like, hey, this it's not like the the Justin Herbert stat line. Like it, it's a team that's not going to even sniff, you know, relevance in their own division. And if he has more interceptions and touchdowns, a couple a couple decent games probably isn't going to be enough. What just about what good, about there's a good running back? Let's pretend that. you just remember he won on primetime and everybody's gushing about how much better that he has been than they thought, right? Like that had the narrative has shifted on Pickett, even though his stats are basura. Uh, the narrative has shifted on Pickett that oh, he's actually playing a lot better than I thought. Um, and he wins in primetime against the Colts, he's got a um, winnable game against the Falcons. Then a game I like his matchups for his team against the Ravens. Then he's got at the Panthers and then another primetime game against the Raiders. If he puts together a five game win streak there, I mean, doesn't he like have all of the steam in the world coming down the home stretch? You'd need, you'd probably need Kenny Walker to have some four bad games. Okay. Like he can't, can't, Walker can't have like a hundred yard, two touchdown game anywhere in there just because he's, he's already been, you know, kind of bookmarked ear noted dog-eared as as the favorite by the media okay and i'm it's, not it's advocating it i just well, wanted it, to hear the a, other side you know, of the case there, so, there's yeah. a, there's a case like all the running backs who are in the in the race and wilson would have yeah. to have some none of them could have like an exciting yeah. game where they have multi-touchdowns yeah and he'd have to win four or five games yeah you know what sounds more fun is just betting the steelers every week <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right like yeah. if they win those five games like 
they're going to be dogs. We know they, you know they're short favorites against Falcons. They're going to be dogs against the Ravens. They'll be short favorites at the Panthers. They're going to be probably yeah, short about, favorites home what, versus what about the Raiders. Christian Watson. If Christian Watson, Christian Watson's left too. Yeah, there's. I think. Has, I think this is up, like this is up for grabs. This is uh, this award is up for grabs. I don't it, think it, Walker should. You know, he should be plus one hundred and fifty, not minus one hundred and fifty. It's up for grabs because of the time left. Mm-hmm. But betting into the current market is not a reflection on actual win probability like you can do with a super liquid market like an NFL side. Good point. It's more of it's sometimes it's more of liability and hey, do we really want more Kenny Walker money at plus money? Or should we just put it, you know, it's like when we when we spoke to some bookmakers, they said sometimes you don't have to put a prop or a derivative at the price it should be at for the actual win percentage because people will bet it anyway. And it's like, yeah, right. If, if people will bet this at a worse number than what we think it should hang it at, we're going to hang it yeah. at the worst you number. Be put your vegan out on that number. That's yeah, fine. So yeah. I, 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 so I'm in a roundabout <laughs> way. I'm very much agreeing with you. Like, yeah. Cause I, I, I guess, I guess like what I'm saying is I think the right bet is to be the bookmaker writing plus plus one fifty on Kenny Walker. <laughs> right. Like that's the right bet. Um, but okay. So here's, here's, um, Final thought on this. Uh, the, yeah, because, the, you know, the Seahawks, yes. Yeah, the, the final thought on this is, is there going to be some award sharing? And does Kenny Walker get dinged because Geno Smith is going to run away with c- comeback player of the year? Right? Like that race feels much more decisively in his favor. If Because I think the Seattle makes the playoffs. I don't think the Giants do. Giants probably finish 8-9, 9-8. And they're one out of the playoffs. That's that, that's what they're training yeah. for. Um, Seahawks, I think, get in by the skin of their teeth. And I think that's enough for people to be like, well, we got to give them some award. Comeback player of the year, Geno Smith, congratulations. Do they give the Seahawks two awards? You know what I think they do? Something unprecedented. Sirianni, out. <laughs> Kevin O'Connell, kick bricks. Everybody else, pound sand. You know what we're doing? We're giving the Coach of the Year award to an offensive coordinator this year. Shane Waldron <laughs> stepped right Waldron. up. Congratulations. So, all right, Waldron. Miami and San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. And then this, oh, the Stephen brings up a great yeah, point. The switch to yeah, ranked choice voting should alleviate some of that because people don't have to worry about that. They just do their ranked choice. Uh, ranked choice voting very, is the right very, way every very, election, very, by the way. That's a very, very good point, Stephen. Okay. Um, so the Seahawks is, can scoop multiple awards. It's not going to ding them. Okay. Right. This is the most fun yeah. game that I'm actually looking forward to that oh, I probably yes. won't even think about betting. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. What uh, Do you want to tee it up? Because I'm curious what your thoughts are on this one. I've I said just, my piece a couple of times, but I haven't really gotten all the way where I think this game goes. Did you take this under? I did. I took some under. So, so I, I can I can get with that. Okay. And, yeah, like, it's really, really, really difficult to take a game last week uh, that the Dolphins played and make any sort of leaps about this team based on that. You know, it's, it's better when you have three or four games in a row where it's like, all right, this team had to face this situation where they were a road favorite and they, they persevered over a, you know, a team that was close to them in power rankings. And, you know, they, they went up against a team that was worse than them. They got down early thanks to some mistakes, and they bounced back and, like, signaled to, like, these teams can find themselves in tough situations. They can mm-hmm. coach their way and play their way out of them. 
Mm-hmm. And it's nice because like, all right, I think I know what this team is capable of. I know where their ceiling is. I know where their floor is. You don't learn shit from a, a you know, a bitch slapping of uh, just a dead team. 30, nothing and half. Was it? I mean, it just, yeah. it was a, it was an embarrassment. So it stinks to try to use that, but at the same time, probably a bit of a bonus for the dolphins to not have to play some of the starters in the second half of oh, sure. prior to traveling back to McDaniel. I can throw an S because it's a possessive possessive apostrophe. McDaniel, S, yeah. McDaniel's old team, the 49ers in the Bay. This is such a fun matchup. Oh, and so good. I, the Armstead injury Maybe super, super important. I think that it's silly, like one player that's not a quarterback making such a big difference, but the edge rushing that you've seen from this team over the last like five years, we actually talked about the wide nine on a, on a preseason podcast one time. Not only do they have speed rushers, they have power rushers. Like they, wide they line these guys up kind of wide sometimes. It's not, it's not a, you know, it's not something you see all the time. It's not, uh, you know, the, the same old, you know, I'm going to line up and shade on the outside, or we're going to bring the outside linebacker. And I, I've got to face some, some, some tough assignments here where I have to chip. They do a lot of different things and they do it with four guys. Like yeah. they're going to get pressure. It's going to be a problem that you're banged up on the offensive line. I don't yeah. know. Like, yeah. I, I, I think Miami struggles a little on offense. I think either team can win, but I kind of agree with you on the under now. More yeah. Yeah. Um, I've gone around and around trying to make a case for both teams because I have times have been like, God damn, I can't believe the Dolphins are catching outside a field goal. Like, and then, God damn, this is such a, such a step up in class for the Dolphins. Huge, huge, huge step up. They have played trash defenses now four consecutive games in all three of those, all four of those games. They scored 30 points, but it's, they are, they have been up against absolute nobodies. And McDaniel is an amazing, amazing um, kind of – he's like an offensive artist to a degree in terms of the way he's yeah. game playing. It's very cool. But he doesn't have many tricks up his sleeve that the Steiners aren't going to be have seen, I don't think. Um, he's got weapons that the Niners haven't had to face in a while. Like yeah. Terry Kill and Waddle are sick. Sick, sick, sick combo. Um, and, uh, you know – Sick AF, and you know Tyreek Hill tends to show up for these big games. <laughs> like he is a big game player. Like no, make no mistake there. Um, so I think that you know, and here's here's the other thing that happens. So there are a lot of times when a team steps up in class, and this is what the Dolphins' offense is doing. That that's sort of the key narrative I think in this game. Huge step up in class in terms of who they're facing defensively, talent wise. Sometimes that is a, you run into a brick wall, right? And sometimes that is a, we've been practicing interesting and unique and fun things for four or five weeks now through our buy, and we haven't really had to use them. So we have them all in our back pocket, right? And we can deploy them in this game, right? So there is- I guarantee. Yes. He has some stuff for this game. He may have put this together in August. Yeah, sure. 
Yeah, and if not in August, certainly over the last four weeks, well, they haven't had the game plan for anybody tough, right? Yeah. So, like, you know, the idea that there will be fireworks and tricks and fun shit in this one, I think is highly likely, particularly on the Dolphins' side of the ball. I'm excited to see how they use Terry Kill. Excited to see what that what they do to try to, uh, you know, to try to mitigate the pressure because you're absolutely right. The pressure is going to be enormous. Uh, Pass pressure, of course, you know, we're to pass rush. We're talking about for the Niners against a, a very weak offensive line for the uh, for the Dolphins here. So uh, excited to see what happens with that matchup. But I my gut is that there will be di- they will have a difficult time being efficient in the red zone. Yeah, right. That's fair. It's that's kind of my fair assessment, and I lean right. lean under. The more I've looked at this, I lean yeah. me under. I haven't fired anything. I'm very yeah. excited to watch this one. Oh, yeah. Considering, I mean, I'm. It's going to be like just two TVs. It's going to be this one and the, yeah. the Cincinnati game. Oh, the yeah. Chargers Chargers Raider game. Like I want. We'll get to that in a minute. It's, yeah. I don't even know if we're going to talk about that, man. Let's, <laughs> well, so, so, yeah, let's talk about yeah, the other side of the ball real quick. While, so, while, we're, while we're talking Niners, about this, if yeah. you have any questions regarding Chargers, Raiders, put them in there because I don't know what the fuck to say about that. <laughs> um, and, and a couple people in the chat because they are smart cookies here. Smart enough to hit the thumbs up, you little fuckers. Um, <laughs> it is a big step up, as a couple people have pointed yeah. out, for the, for the Niners, too, as far as offense is faced. Sure. Sure, but, sure, but sure. they have, you know, it's it's a home game. They've always done well prepping for stuff like this. Usually, yeah. what's let them down as far as a Niners team over the past couple of years, it's it's usually been, oh, we're just too injured, or yes. the offense lets them down. Yeah. Right, the defense in, in hasn't that, had yeah. a lot of times where it's like the defense really let this team down. Right. When that's happened, it's been well because half of them are on the IR. Yeah. And let's 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 not get too over our skis here. Uh they got toasted by the Niners. I mean by the uh, Chiefs, the Niners D did. A lot of those points were garbage time. Uh they had they gave up a safety and a 45-yard pass when the game when the game was completely out of hand. So like Kansas City getting to 44 was a little bit on the fluky side. And it's um, Kansas City. You get a pass there. And it's Kansas City. And on top of that, like a lot of those guys weren't healthy at that time. Like you know, Bosa was just coming back off an injury. If he even played, I don't know. I think he did, but he he was coming back off injury. Hufanga was coming off injury. They were beat the f up in that game uh, defensively, and now they are out of they're at higher, you know, greater strength. Um, coming off a shutout <laughs> of the Saints, like this is team. This Divas is, is clicking right now, so I think it's going to be a good matchup. The Niners' offense, I'm worried about scoring in this one as well. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't rank, I don't rate the. Dolphins better than an average defense, but they have had, you know, had played a tough schedule and they do have a couple of very talented players, particularly in the pass rush. Uh, I think they can give the Niners offensive line fits. I think they can sack Jimmy G. And I think Jimmy G's mobility is going to be a huge question after taking that shot in the knee at the end of that game against the Saints. So um, no Elijah Mitchell in this one. Uh, it's going to be just the entire offense is going to have to run through CMC. Debo is not 100% at all. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean Jimmy G's connection to Brandon Ayuk has gotten better this year, but it's still not that great. I did uh, not expect yeah. this much out of Ayuk. Ayuk has been great. Yeah, and yeah. it's been small doses sometimes, but it's those small doses have been highly pivotal plays. Every time it seems like it's a big third down or a touchdown or it's yeah. an important play to set up something. So yeah, yeah, I'm. All right. I haven't so, been this jacked for a game since okay. last week. 
So the perfect type of game to play in under. <laughs> Boy, you're so excited to see what happens. But just the chess yeah. match. I enjoy yeah. that as well. Yeah, sure. And CMC takes an 80-yarder for a touchdown, and then on the next drive, Tyree kills throwing 50-yard passes to Jalen Waddle, and we're like, oh, okay. Like it's one of these games. Like that's oh. that's also entirely on the table. <laughs> like like this is not a very strong play to one the under. I just my, my yeah my, my fare is 44 and a half here, so. Not huge, but there's some 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 space there to and under. And uh yeah, very excited for that game. I don't think there's anything else we can cover really. Chargers have a horrific, horrific run defense. <laughs> so they're going on the road to face the league leader in rushing who is hungry for a contract. Yeah, and that's the simple, the simple, simple handicap with with uh respect to Mr. Chernoff for stealing the name of his podcast, but the simple the simple handicap on this is the Raiders should be able to get what they want on the ground. Everybody has been. It's at home. I know they're not uh, a terribly consistent team, and that's why I can't bet them. Uh, the Chargers are the better team here. They're a road favorite for a reason. They have a much better quarterback. They're starting to get some weapons healthy. They have a pretty good running back on their own, and he's actually better as a receiving back than most of the league. So they are a team I could also look at backing, but they have also been wildly inconsistent. And for that reason, I don't really love taking a side in either one of these. And then, truthfully, the total as well. Like both of these teams, their ceiling is 40 points, both sides. You know, just... Uh, we, we knock a couple off for Jacobs and they're in the red zone or he's scoring on another long player. He just marches down the field on him. And, you know, the Raiders getting 21 a, a half and the chargers as well against the secondary, they have receiving weapons at work. Like this is, but then we went out what did the Raiders do against the saints? You know, what did the chargers do the last couple weeks? We've had some very off-putting performances by both teams. Yeah. There's no consistency, even against teams they should beat. I don't want to bet this game when I have, you know, especially in a week yeah. where there's, there's better things to watch. There's better things to do. Do you know how if hard anybody it is in the to, chat can make yeah. a case for something here? I'd love to hear it. Do you know how hard it is to manually enter round robin teasers, Andy? Oh, it's it it's is awful. fucking hard. So and this you, one is this total is a bit high again. It's a bit high, but but they're Raiders plus one and a half. You know how easy it was to be like, God, I gotta eliminate one of these because it's just too much. This is Raiders. It. This is the one I, I passed. Pass. Pass. Yeah, I'll get at the end of the thing. I'll give my teaser power rankings. <laughs> oh, that's which, exciting. Which, one, which ones I like the most? Oh, so like yeah, that. no, no bet, but it is. Kind of in the the high end total of the Wong zone for the Raiders. They are a home team and they have a electric running back right now. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's a nice mismatch for them. Okay, let's move on. KC Cincy uh, rematch of last year's AFC Championship game. I lost a lot of money on that game because I thought the Chiefs were going to win by a hundred million. Uh, they ended up losing in overtime after they had that game so 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 well in hand. Still have I still. I'm I am still looking for answers about what the hell happened besides the fact that Lou Anaruma is the most outstanding halftime adjustment maker on the defensive side of the football we've ever seen um because it was the it was a tale of two teams with the Chiefs offense in the first half and the second half of that game Chiefs defense also got pushed around pretty good at the key moments high leverage situations at the end of that game um and 
in the regular season, Chiefs defense got beat like a damn drum by the Bengals. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, the kind of the key performance for Jamar Chase that locked up his rookie of the year campaign came against these Chiefs in the game that clinched them the AFC North last year. So a lot of history between these two teams recently. Joe Burrow is, he has been amazing in the absence of Chase. He's been everything you would want to see from a quarterback taking a year three step forward after an incredibly successful playoff run. And, uh, you know, pretty clear that outside of a little bit of concern about the offensive coaching staff holding him back, uh, that he is going to be a long-time solid quarterback in this league. Uh, Mahomes is that guy. We all know it. MVP favorite for a reason. You know, Andy Reid is calling plays like Maestro right now. Uh, so why in the world did I play an under, Andy? <laughs> why, actually, why do I make this 51? <laughs> it's, a, it's a big total. I actually lean over with Jason. Okay. Um, there's a, there's a long tail to chiefs put it 65% of the points are going to score in the first half okay. and all the Anarumo adjustments in the world don't matter to the chiefs staying under over. 30. Yeah. yeah if, if the chiefs are at 24 at half, all the adjustments <sighs> in the world ain't going to keep them under 30 for the yeah. most part. And then yeah. at that point, this game is, this game is going over the total. And as well as they've looked without Chase, I'm mm-hmm. scared about this team with them because they seem so, to. They seem to. It was almost good for them, I think, as far as oh yeah, finding finding ways to get Higgins and Boyd and the tight ends and the running backs really involved. Now that's more of a, hey, that's something handy we have, but we also have a another because it's not like these other guys are just possession receivers. Another deep threat, another over the top threat, a speedster. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. one of these guys, it's all these LSU guys making all these nasty catches all the time, guys. So I, yeah, I, I told myself, I said, if Chase doesn't play this game, I might play the Chiefs. Okay. And if he does, I'd probably play this over. So okay. uh, me and you, me, but to be fair, me and you going head to head the last couple of weeks is 0-2 to my <laughs> side. Uh, that was all luck though. Um, the Bengals, Chiefs, under case is pretty straightforward. <clears throat> Bengals have DJ Reader back. That is kind of the key piece that they needed to have a more balanced pass defense. In fact, last week we saw a defense from the Chief, uh, but from the Bengals we haven't seen in a while, which was them getting pressure with three. They're, they're, um, yeah. They, so, and here's the yeah. thing that works. That helps a lot because that was a great matchup. Like, Hey, we have DJ reader and we can stop the run and they have Derrick Henry. Well, there is, there's not a team in the league (laughs) who acquires fewer of their first downs by the run than the chiefs. Yeah. Most of those are scrambles probably. Yeah. It's, and yeah, it's, it's damn near 80% of their first downs come by pass. So having a good run defense isn't a key to success to stopping a team like the bills, like the chiefs where they're going to just say, well, that's fine. Like, let's see what run defense does against Travis Kelsey in the seam. Like, uh, Oh, Oh, so that's the thing that I like though, which is that they can rush three with reader on the field and not be, and not be vulnerable to getting gashed in the running game. Right. That might work. Which, that might work against the Tannehill. Good luck. Uh, good luck letting. So they they might get some pressure, but when you okay. have three and when you have three guys rushing and you're running away from pressure on one, the odds that there's some other guy just waiting for you 
decrease by 25%. Well, you, and, what, what are the Patrick, other eight Patrick, guys doing? They're not, Patrick, they're not, they're not worried about covering Tyree kill running down the field coverage coverage. It's Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I, this, <laughs> your argument makes sense for 31 teams. Yeah. You give him, you know, five, 10 seconds to run around back there. Those guys, those guys are trained. Those guys have that ingrained that they know this is my quarterback. He's constantly doing this. I come back to the ball. Like okay. it's not something that's new to this team where, hey, Patrick Mahomes might make something happen after he's flushed out of the pocket. Like those guys are always coming back to the ball. They're constantly moving. It's hard to cover guys for 10 seconds. Okay. Especially so, when I I, yeah. I don't I don't think it's a, a great like yes, it's a good defense. It's okay. it's going to play well. It's okay. not some lockdown fucking matchup. Well, it was in the second half of the AFC championship game. And yeah, I don't know right. what the that's, I don't know I don't know what the Bengals I don't know why the Bengals do anything else besides and, that plan and, A, and, <laughs> right? And that's where I think I may just be on this first half over. Okay. Okay. Interesting. You think that the Chiefs have the answers? They figured it out. They they're going to be able to solve the riddle that flummoxed them when their season was on the line last year. Yeah. Okay. Um, I need to see it to believe it. I, don't I think, think this the, team this team isn't as good right now as it was playing at the end of last year. Okay, that's fair. I agree with that. Uh, I think the Bengals' uh, defense is going to be very, very stout uh, in this game. Uh, maybe they hold no, – I think they can hold the Chiefs under 30. Um, and I think the Chiefs' defense matches up pretty well against uh, the Bengals right now, uh, even with you know Chase back uh, and with sort of the wrinkles um, – that uh, you know that hey I have implemented. Uh, I like Chris Jones a lot. I think Chris Jones is playing at a level that we did not see. We certainly didn't see it in the playoffs from him last year. Um, he is playing out of his mind good right now, and I think he's probably you know he's sort of the key ingredient to being a differentiating factor in this game. Uh, getting after uh, you know Joe Burrow and you know the Niners D and the pass rush they have, and as good as that is, they still can't finish as often as you would think. Um, but Chris Jones is a finisher. My fucking goodness. Like every single time that guy gets pressure, he is it. He, he completes the sack. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think he's going to have a nice day here against uh, Burrow. And again, this is another game where I think you see red zone struggles uh, for both of these teams, just based on uh, how well each defense is playing right now. So 52 and a half is too high. I make it 51. Uh, not a huge edge, but again, a little skin in the game where you won't, you're expecting a bunch of points between two high flying offenses. And I, I think the total is just a little too high. Yeah. All right. So the, uh, the obviously they flexed Matt Ryan into Sunday night. <laughs> and, and to be to be fair to the other team the Cowboys have a very strong fan base we are and laughing they are a absolute bandwagon chuckle fuck team where well I like the Cowboys because I'm 36 years old and they were good in the early 90s when I when I bought my first starter jacket and for my 12th birthday I got a Cowboys football like, yes we get it you're a Cowboys fan living in goddamn Nevada like or wherever you are, you're not from Dallas. You're, you're a Cowboys Texas. fan playing for the goddamn Lakers. We get it. Yeah. So either way, <laughs> it is it is a very popular fan base. I understand part of this. And another, just if as if he didn't solidify it yet, an offensive line for Micah Parsons to absolutely <laughs> stamp stamp down being number one on the rank choice list for every defensive player of the year voter. Um, he should have a big day. The spreads. Yeah. It's not a spread. I don't like betting 
big favorites. It feels like, I mean, how many of those in the last few weeks that have just been like, shit, this is coming down right to it. For everyone. <laughs> and yeah, all of them last week. And it, yeah. that's not the kind of stress I need in my life. Um, but seeing what they did at Minnesota makes me feel like this offense could just put it on them. This will be a live betting game for me for sure. Obviously, we'll bet the second half. All the matchups make this up to be like, yeah, this Cowboys team's eight to ten points better on a neutral. This number could probably be even bigger. You know, there's not a big difference between 10 and a half, 11 and a half, 12. But if this kept going, it wouldn't surprise me. I know we've seen 11s. Maybe there has been a little bit of buybacks. Not a long teaser leg. You're right, Donaldson. But taking it over the 10 and the 7, it's kind of a secondary. We'll put it down as a secondary one. Secondary tease. Yeah. Secondary teaser. Emergency. Um, break, break glass in case of emergency. I need to place another teaser. I'm not betting this game. I don't really care about the Colts. I'm mad that this is a primetime game. Um, I'm going to use my time to comment on the Jeff Saturday coaching debacle at the end of the last game. Um, did he make some mistakes? Yes. Was it a perfect coaching effort? No. Does he deserve to be out there? Probably not. But boy, oh boy, were there a lot of people losing their shit <laughs> over how bad that just, you know, how do you not take a timeout? I'm smart enough to take a timeout there. But like, I, I want to, you know, who's allowed <laughs> to take timeouts? Player, players on the field. Sure, sure. Like, sure. I, and I don't know if it That's was why you just got all, Matt Ryan in there instead of Sam Ellinger, presumably. And that, that maybe it was always a, you know, with Reich, I take the timeouts. I'm fine because I don't remember Reich bungling timeouts that much, I guess. I don't know. I, th- I just thought he was fine with it. So maybe yeah. maybe it was a Matt Ryan, like he just assumed the sideline had taken a timeout. And then after they didn't, he just assumed, well, shit, we need to hurry up and go then. Yeah. I can't believe he didn't just, yeah, like, like that's, oh, that's so Ravens. That's funny. One that's of the things, uh, one of the things I think might have happened, uh, it looked off. From the field, from the angle where Saturday was on the field, it kind of looked like Matt Ryan made the first, and they spotted him where he started the dive. Yeah, and which so is, I think how you do it. And I think if he, I think he might have thought, "Oh, this is a fourth and in inches. Just give it. Let's run a quick play. Let's not stop the clock and let the defense reset. Let's just run a quick play to uh, uh, to JT. We'll get the first down, and then we'll take a timeout." And we'll have a fresh set of downs and yeah. two more timeouts in 30 seconds. Like, I think that was the thinking. But then because it was actually third and three and they lost a yard and they had to take the timeout, then it looks much worse. You're yeah. like, you let all that time run out. Now you have a fourth and, you know, the game is, you know, is in the balance on one play. And then the play call itself on fourth down was, hor- was horrible. <laughs> it was a joke. It was um, so it's, but again, you know what? Like all of that was predictable. You know why? Because you were up against the Steelers in their unbelievable pass rush, and it was a must-throw situation. And so you were never really going to have a very high likelihood of success on that drive and in that on that play. And so it was it was only a matter of time until that. Drive I was came impressed around. with I was impressed with Matt Ryan um, throughout the game. Oh yeah, second half I, um, especially. <laughs> yeah, like how he was running the ball. Like, yeah, yes. his passing, his passing <laughs> yeah. got better, but that's to say, like, I don't, you know, it was better than zero. He was zero. He was negative. You know, his passing was horrible to start the game. So, him getting to a you know baseline level of throwing the ball 
And then using his legs in three or four plays was kind of fun. Old school Matt Ryan yeah. that still didn't win. Had a chance at it, but yeah, this is a somebody asked, what do you make this total? Uh 44. What about you? I have, yeah, I'm pretty close. I think I'm 43, but it's yeah. a wide distribution. 20, based. 27 to 17 is my most likely score, and it's actually pretty highly modal. I have a wide distribution to the long side of the Cowboys scoring, you know, as many points as the total is too. Like that's that's the problem with this total. I think I lean a little bit under, but there's a lot of uh, scenarios where the Cowboys just continually be successful in the red zone against this defense. Uh, that was the big part of what we saw last week was, hey, the Pittsburgh's kind of moving the ball all over their ass but they're kicking short field goals at the end of every drive. Dallas is a lot better in the red zone. Like if Dallas does what Pittsburgh did in the first half, Dallas is up 28 to nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's, and suddenly this total doesn't look so good anymore. So yeah. if Dallas does what they did in the second half against the giants too, by the way, they found their freaking form big time. Yeah. Um, that could carry into this game a little. We'll see. Um, all right. Well, we'll catch it at halftime regardless. Um, don't have anything in action for Monday Night Football, but we'll handicap that on Monday regardless. Um, any final closing thoughts, Andy, uh, our, on... Uh, my, all right, well, our team total over was the Patriots on Thursday yes. right away. Yes. And if that fails, we'll come up with the uh, makeup double <laughs> double down play. The double down play, yes. Um. So my... Probably Cowboys over will be the double down play. <laughs> the Cowboys deep total over. They can beat yeah. twenty seven. All right, rank and I'm gonna I'm gonna rank my I'm gonna rank my teaser. My favorite teaser leg is the Giants plus two and a half. Best number one over the Ravens. Number one. Number one no, it was close. Okay. This was like you know this was like the two horses and they uh we got to do a photo for first. It was okay. so close. Baltimore yeah. is a very yes. close second. Third is Seattle. Um, Ooh, okay. This is changes. This moves down two spots if it's Wolford, but if it's okay. Bryce, this is one I like quite a bit. Number four, the Lions, and I know the total's high, but it is a decent spot for them, and they are at home. Okay. Number five is the Jets. Okay. Mostly because I think that game is a low-scoring game. I like that under. I like them to keep it close there. I don't see Minnesota blowing them out. Number six is Atlanta. That's getting a little lower because Atlanta. Is a bit of a sketch ass team, but I think they will be able to run the ball here. And sketch ass sketches, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't see them losing by a, by a shitload here. Sure. And then the last one is the Raiders because that game invites all kinds of goofiness into it. And then Dallas, I have to put Dallas at the end, just because it is a secondary teaser. So they're number eight. So those are the eight teaser legs that are usable. Don't let us tell you what to do, though. Tease what you want. To your money, hosers. (laughs) Uh, Awesome, man. Well, enjoy the remaining group games in the World Cup. Um, It's really a come down when they're over. Now there's no football. Especially right the tenseness of the last like half hour. Oh of both God, games. dude! I know. I had to but, lay yeah, down the late, bit. the late, the late game. Yeah, the end of USA Iran was unreal, and then the uh, the end of the uh, the Tina uh, Poland game combined with uh, Mexico. Do you play Saudi teasers Radio. as a full unit? 
I use some differentiation. <clears throat> no, for I the do most not. Part. Every once in a while, there's one where it's like, all right, uh, mm-hmm. I end up on a full unit because I use the same team four times, you mm-hmm. know? And at that point, it's like, I've put a, I've put enough money on it's, this. Where essentially, my, yeah, my view is it's a bona fide plus EV thing to do. And if you only do that and you hit it as hard as you possibly can, you lose outs, you, you know, your liquidity evaporates, it goes away. So I, I like to think of it as like, a, it's a little bit of gravy on your NFL season because it's going to win every year at by the end of the year, if you do it right. And, you know, you, you, you're, you, you're going to get a, a, a free unit or two effectively uh, at the end of the season and presumably not losing a count on it. That's kind of the way I would approach it, honestly. Yeah. All right. With that, I appreciate you guys. A lot of good comments, questions, um, jokes. And if you're a recreational player, if you're a recreational player, I promise you any kind of long teaser you put in your account is going to be higher EV than the other plays you make. (laughs) So keep that in mind too. Long, yeah. Long term, it's just, it's a winning, it's a winning strategy. No. All right. Happy week after Thanksgiving, guys. All right. Best of luck this week, guys. Teasers, we talked about it so much. Oh, what? Chili out. Strawberries make it. it.